Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, this is Dave from the By the Fire podcast. So I just wanted to wish you a very Merry Christmas from my family to you and yours. And I also wanted to bring you a little bonus content today. Uh, it being Christmas Eve as I record this. So this is a very short story called Christmas Bells um, that I wrote as a result of a writing exercise. The writing exercise was to take your favorite poem and write a story based around what may have been going through the poet's mind or in their life at the time that they wrote the poem that caused them to write the poem. Well, my favorite poem and my favorite Christmas song is I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, uh, which is by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. So I encourage you to get a copy of that, uh, read it. It's a fantastic poem, uh, but there is some context uh, to the poem, which is what I attempted to write in this story. Uh, most of it is uh, based in fact. There is some artistic license to it, but uh, I encourage you also to look up Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, read about his life, and also, listen to the song. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Casting Crowns does a fantastic version of it. Anyway, hope you enjoy. Hope it's a blessing to you. And once again, Merry Christmas. Henry woke to the familiar sound of church bells ringing, reverberating through the walls with the ferocity of a lion's roar. It dawned on him as his eyes opened, that today was not Sunday. Therefore, the bells should not be ringing. What could be... Christmas, he whispered, the thought and the words springing to his mind and mouth simultaneously. Next to him, his sleeping wife, his darling, Fanny, stirred. Intent on not waking her just yet, he rolled gently to his side. No. The grim reminder came, as it did every morning. There is no Fanny. He'd only imagined her being there. She had died two years, five months, two weeks, and two days earlier. Not that he was keeping count. The painful memory was interrupted by something, if possible, even worse. In the distance, a cannon sounded. It was then Henry realized that he'd awakened to familiar sounds but unfamiliar surroundings. He spent a few disoriented moments looking around the room, trying to remember where he was. It hit him that he was in Maryland, staying at the home of a friend near the Virginia border. The sounds of war were close, much closer than he'd like. But the pain of it was even closer in his very bosom. His son, their son, Charles, had joined the Union cause without his consent and had been severely wounded in the Battle of New Hope Church. When Henry heard, he came with haste to see Charles, who was in a Union hospital close by. It was mid-December when he arrived and thought it better to stay through Christmas rather than return all the way to Cambridge, Massachusetts. 
The bells continued to ring. Henry recognized the tune from a famous Christmas song he'd sung countless times at his home church. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Against the backdrop of the bells, another cannon boomed, shaking the window wall's door frame. It reminded him of his son's injury, which had shaken him to his already fragile core. How had countless other families dealt with the deaths of their loved ones? And Charles had only been hurt. What about all those, north or south, who were senselessly killed? The thought was overwhelming. Ah, Henry said, rising from the bed. Moving to the window, he observed snow-covered fields and forests sprawling endlessly to the horizon. He could not see any signs of battle, no smoke rising, no soldiers marching. But the sounds betrayed his sight, sounds of a civil war, a vicious and ruthless conflict pitting brother against brother. After the next boom, the church bells changed their tune, ironically, to Silent Night. The cannon sounded blast after awful blast. Henry thought, mocking the songs of the bells, the songs of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Hate is strong, he muttered. Silent night ended, but the cannons didn't. Another song came, one he didn't recognize. The bells mixed with the cannon fire continued for several minutes. Henry wondered when his friend or someone from the house would come to knock on his door signaling breakfast. Though the war and his thoughts were nauseating, he felt as though he could stand to eat something. Was that coffee he smelled? No, he thought. How could I eat and drink at a time like this? My son lies injured in a hospital, and men by the thousands outside this window are laying, bleeding, screaming, agonizing, and dying frigid deaths, all because of slavery, all because of hatred. Henry balled his fists, infuriated. Peace on earth? When has that ever been? Where is God? Is he asleep, or is he dead, like the men on that battlefield out there? Then, Henry realized, no cannons. Minutes passed, with no blasts. He listened more intently. Had the battle moved? No. The cannons had stopped. But not the bells. They kept ringing, proclaiming, Joy to the world, the Lord is come. And then Henry noticed people outside his window, people walking in the snow, not soldiers, but townspeople, heading for the church. Henry unlatched the window and slid it open. The bells rang so loudly he thought he should cover his ears. The melodies and harmonies penetrated his spirit. The sound, the beautiful sound of the bells, had outlasted the evil sounds of battle. His soul, for the first time in as long as he could remember, felt as though it could leap from the second-story window, soar through the air, and carry him around the steeple and through the doors of the church. 
What was he thinking, he wondered. God is not dead, he said to himself, or asleep. A knock came at the door. Mr. Longfellow, a muffled woman's voice said. Breakfast is served, sir. Henry shut the window. A burning feeling surfaced in his heart. I shall be right down, he said. I shall let Walter know, the woman said. Henry guessed it was his friend Walter's young daughter. The burning quickly traveled like lightning through his torso to his loins and his head all at once. He knew the feeling. He knew it well. He heard feet shuffling as she walked away. Wait! He suddenly called. Sir? She said, returning to the door. Have you pen and paper? After breakfast, I must write. 